0: Who's that?
1: It's the real estate deal with Kevin Lawton on 1077 The Bronx.
0: Oh, hi! Come on in.
1: Kevin Lawton, a real estate agent with Coldwell Banker, Schiavone & Associates, is ready to help you navigate the real estate market. Whether you're buying, selling, renting, or investing, Kevin's your agent on the airwaves to help. He's your guide to buying and selling homes in the Mercer and Burlington County area. The Real Estate Deal on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Brad Zerbe and MLS number 161236 at Gateway Mortgage Group. And by Kevin Lawton, Real Estate Agent with Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates. Let's go over to our agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton with The Real Estate Deal. Only on 1077 The Bronx.
0: 1077 the bronc 1077 the bronc.com. live from the clarneys public house studios you're listening to the real estate deal i'm your host and agent on the airwaves kevin lawton of coldwell banker shivoni and associates located in yardville new jersey servicing both mercer and burlington counties you can connect with me on facebook at facebook.com slash kevin lawton cbsa on Instagram at Kevin underscore Lawton, that's L-A-W-T-O-N, and Twitter at Kevin underscore Lawton as well, and that's L-A-W-T-O-N. Or you can reach out to me on uh, email, uh, Lawton at Coldwell Uh Definitely reach out to me, let me know what you think about the show. If you have any questions about uh, any of the topics we discussed today or any, any previous episodes, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Happy to answer them for you and happy to address them uh, on the air as well um, for the benefit of all listeners. Um, so definitely interested to connect with you, the listener, uh, and find out more, more what you think about the show and uh, you know what you think about real estate in general as well and what you're curious about. Uh, so feel free to reach out to me. Uh, So welcome back, we are back with a new episode after uh, a little short break, Uh, it was only supposed to be a one week break, Uh, I was on vacation in Disney World and then I came back and I got sick, Uh, so I couldn't really talk because I had a sore throat, Um, but vacation was great, Uh, I went to Disney World, Uh, I can't remember if I talked about this on the show before, but uh, my family is uh, Disney Vacation Club members um, so we bought into that like two years ago um, and it's really great uh, because if you guys are not familiar it's basically like a disney run timeshare um, and you get a certain number of points depending on your package uh, a year and then you use those points for nights at whatever disney resort is out there um, could be disney world disneyland Um, They have a resort in Hawaii, one in uh, Hilton Head, uh, another one in Florida and Vero Beach. Um, Or it could go to like Disneyland, uh, Paris, Tokyo, um, all the different ones. And then they also have partnered with um, RCI that you can use any of the RCI properties as well. Um, And then you can use them for a cruise and all different kinds of trips that Disney has as well. Um, So really a pretty cool program um so we used that obviously um when we went down there and uh, we ended up staying at old key west resort um uh, for the first time uh which was really really nice i thought uh we since we went down whole family um there were five of us we got a this two-bedroom villa that they have at old key west um uh, which is supposed to be like the biggest biggest room i think they have on any disney property is what i saw um so definitely recommend it. Um, great place to stay. Um, it isn't on the monorail. Um, but we found that the bus, uh, service to the parks and everything, um, was decent enough to get us around just like we wanted to get around. So, um, definitely still accessible. Um, and I would definitely, definitely recommend, uh, staying there. So, so it was good. Um, really hot. It didn't give us the, uh, daily rain um, that you kind of expect in Florida, like the little afternoon shower to cool things down. Um, that really didn't happen at all. So it was really, really hot and humid. Um, so we took a lot of breaks, um, but good vacation overall. Um, definitely relaxing. Um, and the one thing actually I learned more about when I was there and I had saw this kind of when I was previously there. Um, but Disney actually has real estate that they, sell there uh, where you can live on the Disney property which is really an interesting program um, they have this development that I think there's already like 100 homes that are built and owned uh, already bought and then I guess they have some space for future phases um, but these are really really unique homes I mean they're like I think they start at like a million and a half so it's really an exclusive community, I guess. And you get when you buy the house you get um like special VIP access to the park year round in your own private um shuttle for the community to and from the parks. Um so really interesting, especially for like die hard Disney fans that have a lot of money, obviously. Um but what's really interesting is how they maintain uh this area and maintain the houses and they have You know, you you have like um, homeowners associations, you know, in communities, especially like 55 plus communities where they're very strict about, you know, the style of the homes and the colors that you can use on the exterior of your home, what type of shutters you can use, all that type of thing. But um, the Disney community is like super, super strict about that stuff. And what's really interesting is that, you know, they have different models of the homes that you can get. The most interesting part for me, at least, is, you know they carry if you guys are not familiar disney will hide um the mickey mouse logo like the mickey mouse head um and all different kinds of things so like for example in our room in old key west uh the carpet was like this design but kind of hidden in the design and um laced into it was uh was a mickey head like on the one part um so in these houses they're building in like all these Mickey heads and secret spots. Like they're carving them into the doors, the wooden doors and all this stuff. Um, so it kind of adds to the uniqueness of the community and the uniqueness of living there. Um, so it's definitely pretty interesting. Um, it's like a gated community. So, you know, I couldn't really see inside of what it really looks like, but I saw, looked it up online and saw some pictures of the houses and they're really, um, you know, spectacular houses. And uh, I think there's one where, has like a little tower on the house and you can go up to the tower and see the fireworks for magic kingdom um, so really you know i mean the house is for like diehard disney fans i would say um, so you know if you're a diehard disney fan and you have a couple million dollars to spend um you might want to look at golden oaks um, so definitely interesting Uh, And then, like I mentioned, I got sick when I came back. We got stuck in the airport, unfortunately. Our flight was canceled. And I think that's probably where I caught a cold. Um, But now I'm almost 100%. I'm probably like 93% better right now. So, Uh, but happy to be back and giving you guys a new episode. Um, And just a reminder, um, you know, we did run uh, two Encores in the past week. um, But just a reminder throughout the summer, we are running encores in the middle of the week on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Uh, for The Bronc Rewind. Uh, and that's basically, if you're listening on Wednesday, it's Wednesday right now and you're listening, then you're already listening to it. Um, but if you're listening on Sunday, then uh, this episode uh, will re-air on 1077 The Bronx and 1077 com. Um, on Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. too as well. So if you wanted to tell somebody to listen at that time or you wanted to uh, listen again, um, you can definitely do that. Um, so the Encore episodes that we had aired um, in the past two weeks was an episode called Cut. Um, I talked a little bit in that about uh, how agents will help to close a deal um, with some uh, commission cuts or sharing of commissions and kind of getting credits through that. Um, The other one was an episode called No Strings Attached and um, really talked about investing and removing your emotional self um, from investing and kind of, you know, thinking only about the numbers and not really thinking about, you know, a house that maybe you love the house because of the design or, you know, something about it is drawing you in from an emotional standpoint Um, or maybe it's like sentimental in some way. You know you really don't want to do that you want to go by the numbers and you want to make sure that you're going to end up with your best situation financially because that's really why you're going to invest right is to make money on it um so another thing i wanted to say uh, before we wrap up this first segment for the week is that uh the one listing that i had uh finally closed this past week Um, so congratulations to the seller of that that was uh, my listing and i was representing the seller in that deal um, she ended up getting, you know, just, um, $1,500 under the list price. Um, so she made out really, really well. Um, very, very happy for her. Um, as you guys may remember, uh, we had had the house listed previously, uh, didn't really get, you know, much action in terms of offers or anything like that. Um, she was in a really tight financial situation. Uh, she made really smart decision, take the house off the market the last time do some changes. Um, she fully redid the kitchen. Uh, and I think it made a huge, huge difference you know, I mentioned before we had an offer on the house, uh, within three days and, um, yeah, so now she's closed and uh, she's moved on her way and buyers are moved in and everybody's happy. Um, so it was really, really good. Uh, and you know, just want to say that, you know, if you do make the right choices, you know, sometimes it takes, takes a little more effort on the seller side to make your house sell and make your house ready to sell and takes a little investment too at times. So this is a prime example of how that can pay off. Um, so it may seem silly to you at sometimes times like that. I have to spend money in order to uh, sell my house when, you know, I'm not going to be living here anymore, but sometimes you do. Sometimes you have to do just that little thing. Um, that's going to make a big difference and, you know, bring the buyers in. And in this case, you know, it worked out really well. Um, I'm very happy for her so congratulations uh, we're gonna go into our first break of the day we're gonna hear from our underwriters Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group and Coldwell Banker Schiavone and Associates and then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 thebronkcom there's no place like home I don't know, we're home. so click your heels three times because we're back to learn how to buy
1: one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton and the real estate deal
0: 1077 the bronc 1077 the live from the clarneys public house studios welcome back to the real estate deal i'm your host and agent on the airwaves kevin lawton of Coldwell banker giovanni and associates located in yardville new jersey servicing both mercer and burlington counties connect with me on facebook at facebook.com slash kevin lawton cbsa on twitter and instagram at kevin underscore lawton that's l-a-w-t-o-n And you can always check out any episode of The Real Estate Deal that has ever been recorded on 1077thebronc.com. Just go to The Real Estate Deal page and you will find the audio archives. Um, So if you ever want to reference an episode or if you're a brand new listener, uh, welcome, first of all. Um, But we have a ton of episodes that you can go back and listen to and learn a lot about um, real estate and real estate transactions from all different sides um, and all different people too as well as we've had many guests on the show in the past as well. Um, So left off the last segment um, talking about the one deal that I had close. Um, You know, I wanted to reference too in that speaking about closing, you know, what does someone need to do um when they're about to sell their house and when closing is about to happen so you know the big thing is that you want to make sure obviously that you leave the house in good condition um remember that you own the house until everything is signed on that closing day so say that um we actually this is actually pretty funny we had a little freak out over the weekend because as um she was moving out of the house Uh, they accidentally hit a turnoff switch um, which killed uh, electric to the air conditioner and the air conditioner went off and they couldn't get it to go back on and she called me freaking out because she thought that the air conditioner just totally blew out and she was gonna have to get a new one before closing because you know she owned the house still still her responsibility and you know I mean, think about it from a buyer's perspective, you know, I, this whole time I think I'm getting a house with central air conditioning, I'm closing in the beginning of July, uh, you know, I'm not going to buy a house where the air conditioning isn't working anymore. So uh, a little bit of panic and then uh, looked around a little bit and discovered that, yep, when they were moving, uh, I think they're moving a couch or something, they accidentally hit this, this uh, cutoff switch, which cut it off and they flipped the switch back on, everything fired back on. So it's a big Big relief. Um, So that's just kind of a reminder that and almost like a wake up call that, you know, you need to be careful and, you know, take care of the house all the way until closing. Because if something happens that morning to the house, it's still your responsibility um, because you still own the house until everything is signed over. Um, So other things you need to do is, you know, you need to make sure you contact your utility providers, let them know that you're no longer going to be living in the house. Um, so they, they can turn off service and you don't pay, um, for any more days. If you do, if you don't do that, um, then they may get it late. You may end up paying extra than what you really need to. Um, and it may throw off the buyer getting set up as well. So you just want to make sure you do that. Um, and then obviously you want to clean everything out make sure, um, the house is, you know, broom cleaned as much as possible. Um, and you want to make sure it's a good impression because the other thing that's going to happen is either the day before or morning of closing typically the buyer will do their final walkthrough and if anything comes up the final walkthrough um, the buyer could delay the closing and when you're selling that's like the last thing that you want to do because now that means you're still owning that property for however many days and if and you're not getting the money or the proceeds from the sale either so you definitely want to make sure that you do your best um, to still make a good impression with the house when the buyer does their walkthrough. Uh, so when the buyer does their walkthrough, you know they go through everything looks good everybody's happy go to closing and everything goes through um, so that's really you know the loose ends that you need to tie up uh, at that point and obviously you know you want to make sure that you get all your belongings out of the house as well Um, you know, I've had situations where sellers just think that, oh, you know, I'm just going to leave this behind. Uh, but they don't really ask if that's okay with the buyers. And that can become an issue because you run into situations where somebody leaves something behind and they think that, uh, you know, maybe I'm doing something nice by leaving it behind, but maybe the buyers have no no desire for that item or they think it's, it's junk. And now you've kind of left them with that. And that could become a point of contention when they do the walkthrough. Um, you know, I did a walkthrough with a buyer one time and we walked in and it uh, we were supposed to close that afternoon and like an entire room was still full of boxes and stuff. So, uh, so we actually had to work with the seller and, you know, still close, but allow them access the next day to finish taking out their belongings. So that's really something that you wanna avoid as much as possible. You know, in some cases, things I understand happen, but uh, you wanna avoid that as much as possible because you don't want to risk any issue in terms of um, either losing your possessions or property. Because remember that once all the papers are signed, that house now becomes the buyer's property. And if your possessions are inside the house, then, you know, they can kind of take those over too in a way, and it may become an issue. So you want to make sure that you don't risk anything like that. Um, and just make sure that you tie up all those loose ends. Um, so the other deal I have going on actually, uh, have good news on that, um, is that we are moving to closed at the end of this month. Finally, um, so we ended up with a lot of repairs um, that were requested uh, from the inspection and a lot of stuff that was completed by the seller. Um, it really did a great job actually. I was there uh, a couple of days ago just checking out everything that had been done. Um, big difference in some of the stuff and so buyer is happy, satisfied with everything that's been done. Um, so we're finally moving to close. Um, and you know just to keep in mind this is a good example too of how things can be delayed and pushed out so originally i think we were supposed to close per the contract on june i want to say like june 19th um you know and now we're looking at almost july 19th so you know things came up in the inspection that were unexpected i think on both sides and it took time to get all those things corrected because you have to wait for, you know, the proper professionals to do the work, uh, when they're available. So all that stuff drags everything out. So that's really something to keep in mind, especially, you know, when you're looking at homes that are, um, somewhat older, um, like this home was built in the sixties, I believe, uh, if I'm recalling correctly. But you definitely want to make sure that you take that into consideration, uh, and you have your inspection done properly um, and everything is done. And on the other side, from the seller's perspective, um, if the seller had done a pre-listing inspection, uh, it actually would have probably set them up better because they would have been able to know about these issues before putting the house on the market. So they would have given themselves more time to you know, maybe shop around, get a better price on some things, save some money, on repairs um and then you know by doing that and taking that action then you're actually going to expedite probably your closing because there probably not much that comes up um in the buyer's inspection if it's taken care of before the listing happens um, and the other thing is then you can provide that pre-listing inspection to any buyers as well um, which will help you because if you have issues that you're not going to correct and and you just disclose them up front uh, it can save a lot of time as well. Um, if the buyer chooses just to use that report, um, which sometimes they may do. Um, and I would always recommend, you know, as a buyer, you want to get, um, your own inspection, even if there's been a pre-listing inspection, um, just for peace of mind to know that, you know, the person that you used is kind of working for you as well. Um, so that's good news and that should, uh, Uh, close towards the end of this month and obviously any other updates about that um, I will give to you Um, actually one of the interesting things about that one is that there was a radon discovered so they had to remediate and you know they put in um, an interesting contraption if you're not familiar with what they look like um that actually remediates and removes the radon actually goes all the way from um in the basement floor to all the way up above the roof it carries um the radon gas out and takes it out and remedies the whole thing. Um so really interesting stuff. Um also it sounds like we may put the house up for rent um after closing. So you know if you're looking for a possible rental in West Windsor um, we will have something maybe uh, waiting on full confirmation we'll see once we close um, but there is potential of it coming soon uh, probably in the August um, timeframe um, so that would be in West Windsor and it's got four bedrooms and I'll give you more details when it's uh, definitely definitely happening um, so definitely look out for that and be happy to give you more information once that's available uh, but we're going to go into our second break of the day. We're going to hear from our underwriters again, Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group and Coldwell Bankers, Chiavoni and Associates. And then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 107.7 Bronx and 107.7 TheBronc.com.
1: There's no place like home, I don't know, we're home. so click your heels three times because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton and the real estate deal.
0: 1077 the Bronx, 1077 the com. live from the carney's public house studios you're listening to the real estate deal i'm your host and agent on the airwaves kevin lawton of coldwell banker Shironi and associates located in yardville new jersey servicing both mercer and burlington counties as always connect with me on facebook at facebook.com slash kevin lawton cbsa um be posting more information about today's topics and also previous topics as well. Um, also information regarding new listings for myself, new listings for the office, or um, interesting real estate advice in general. Um, so welcome back to the show. We we're just talking about um, a couple deals that I have wrapping up. Um, so very happy to uh, share that news definitely. Um, especially happy for my clients as well. Um, getting through their transactions and you know happy that we can use the transactions as well um, as kind of a learning uh, experience for you um, in the future too just to let you know some of the things that can happen um, during a transaction Uh, so I wanted to talk also about today that uh, I saw something interesting and uh, it kind of made me think of the way um, real estate agents um, are rate it now as well. And when I say rate it like um, in terms of reviews and online reviews and stuff like that. um, So there's actually this big um, discussion around rentals being reviewed. So and not only rentals in the terms of like the property itself but also um, landlords and property managers and owners of those properties are being reviewed too. Um, So What's happening is that you know, just like how we've all kind of switched our mindset, and you know, really relying on online reviews to kind of help us determine, you know, where where do we want to go eat, or you know, what's the better um, phone out there, um, all those different things. You know, renters are relying really heavily on online reviews now for um, to determine, you know whether they want to live in a certain place um and you know one of the big things about that is that you know when people are leaving their review basically you know they can say whatever they want in most cases so you know if you have a bad landlord or you know if you're a bad property manager or something like that um obviously that's going to end up in a review somewhere so it's really, really important. I want to share this, especially for those who are, you know, have rental properties or are looking in the future into getting rental properties. Um, you really want to make sure that you are a good um property owner, property manager, uh, landlord, um, to your tenants. Um, because now, you know, in the past, obviously, you know, when online reviews and stuff were not a big deal, uh, we're not really out there. Um You know it'd be difficult for someone to find out that a renter a tenant had a bad experience with you as a as their landlord or something um unless you know just word of mouth um but online now it's right there um so you want to make sure that you're having and maintaining a good reputation about yourself um you know not only for you as the as their potential landlord but also um for the property too Um, so really, really important. So, you know, I think that sometimes, uh, landlords can lose touch a little bit. Um, but I think, you know, you want to make sure that you're obviously as a landlord, you don't want to get too involved with your tenant, but maintain, you know, some type of communication, obviously, you know, in case there's ever an issue with the property or anything like that. But, you know, I would say like, you know, why don't, you know, every once in a while, just check in and, you know, just make sure everything's going okay. Uh, make sure you know you're on good terms with the tenant because the tenant could if the the tenant has to leave or whatever reason the tenant could end up you know affecting your ability to get the next tenant depending on what type of review they might leave online Um, so you know really important to make sure you maintain that reputation and make sure it's a good reputation um, and that'll come back to help you um, because actually in this article um, that discusses this Um, they did a survey and having the good reputation um, can actually help you uh, get a higher rent so 64% of the people um, that were surveyed said they were actually willing to pay more um, as a rental fee if the reviews for that um, property were good and so you know it's really interesting to think about Um, so you know, if your reviews are good, then, you know, maybe you could get like that extra hundred dollars a month or something, which, you know, if you think about it in the long run, I mean, hundred dollars a month, extra another $1,200 a year. So big difference, definitely. Um, and any little bit can obviously help. Um, but it's definitely something that you want to take care of and make sure that you're maintaining and, um, being a good landlord. Um, not only just from, you know, an ethical standpoint and doing good business standpoint, um, but because, you know, it can pay you these dividends of being able to get um, higher rents just based off good reviews. You know, it's just kind of like similar to, similar to me, you know, as being um, a realtor, you know, we rely on reviews as well to help us get more business. And, you know, realtor ends up with a bad review, then that can hurt them. Because, you know, if you look at, you know, you Google, um, you know, need a realtor in, um, zip code, you know, zero eight, six, two zero, I need a realtor in Lawrenceville. Right. Um, you get all these ones that pop up on the page, um, and you look at them and you know, two of them have five stars. And then one has, uh, like three and a half stars because they had, one bad review or something. And you know, who are you going to contact over those? Right. You're going to choose the ones that have good review. So it's really important that, you know, you take the same uh, kind of mindset with the rental property and make sure that you're getting good reviews. You know, it's just like, just the same as like Airbnb, which is basically rental review as well. Right. Um, it's just, you know, shorter term rental. So, you know, on Airbnb, you know, you see that the host, um, you can kind of actually take what the host do on Airbnb and apply that to the long-term rental. And, you know, the host is very um, attentive in terms of getting you set up and everything. And then, you know, checking in periodically to see, you know, make sure everything's okay. And then, you know, following up with you at the end, which in this case would be the end of the lease um, to make sure that you know everything was satisfactory with the lease and you know the property and all that stuff and you know even that feedback from a tenant can give you an idea of how maybe you can improve your unit um, or units if you have multiple units in a in a building you know help you improve and for the next tenants and then help you get to that point where you know you can charge a little more. Um, And it may be like small things and you never know unless you ask, right? So um, you definitely want to take notice of that and, you know, make sure that your reputation is maintained. Um, And I think the other thing is, you know, you look at those things and, you know, even when a tenant's leaving, you probably want to ask them, you know, why, why are you leaving? Like, why are you deciding to move? Um, And, you know, maybe it could be something like, you know we're just looking for like a more updated place or you know we're looking for something that has this type of amenity um, and then you can kind of look into that and you know see like you know is it worth investing in that type of thing to get uh, more people interested and you know keep them for longer because if you get a good tenant you want to keep them for as long as you can um, because you know one of the toughest parts about having rental properties is, you know, having vacancies because vacancies cost you money uh, because vacancies are, you know, basically they're not generating any money for you. So you want to keep the cash flow going, um, keep the money coming in and make sure that you're keeping the units filled. So there's something that you can do to increase, you know, uh, your tenant retention and keep them for staying longer or even you know signing longer leases then it's definitely something that you want to look into and see you know if the investment will pay off and you know you could probably learn a lot of things that maybe you wouldn't realize by not asking um and kind of looking at the reviews and you know one thing in terms of reviews um you want to make sure that you know just like on you see on yelp and other places how Business owners will respond to reviews Uh, I think you know you would want to do the same thing if you have the capability on whatever website for um, rentals to respond to reviews especially especially if you have a bad review not saying anything looks even worse like you don't care Um, and this is kind of advice giving um, to you from from an agent perspective um, you know we've had issues where people leave bad reviews uh and they're not even you know they haven't even dealt with you like in some cases uh i was just talking to uh somebody the other day about um they're a mortgage person and someone left them uh a bad review and they looked at it and the person they never even worked with the person like the person had contacted them once and then that was it they never did any business together, but they still decided to leave them a bad review. So, so it's, you got to respond to that kind of thing. And if you don't, then it looks like, you know, just don't really care. So, so the lesson is basically maintain your reputation as a good landlord, good property manager, um, whatever your role may be in the situation for the rental. Um, and it will definitely pay uh, dividends to you in the long run. Uh, so we're going to go into our last break of the day. We're going to hear from our underwriters, Coldwell Banker, Shivoni and Associates, and Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group. And then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 107.7 The Bronc and 107.7 thebronxcom
1: There's no place like home. don't we where home. So click your heels three times because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton and the real estate deal.
0: 1077 the bronc 1077 the live from the clarnies public house studios welcome back to the real estate deal i'm your host and agent on the airwaves kevin lawton of quotable banker shiavoni and associates located in yardville new jersey servicing both mercer and burlington counties as always you can find more information about today's show on facebook at facebook.com kevin lawton cbsa Uh, You can also find more information about the show um, and get alerted when there are new episodes airing and also when we um, air some Encore episodes or link to some Encore episodes on the Real Estate Deals Facebook page. Just search for The Real Estate Deal on Facebook and you will find it. Um, So definitely good to follow both. Um, as they both provide uh, great information, the real estate deal, obviously, about the show specifically, and my Facebook about um, all things real estate in general. So I wanted to um, actually talk about something that's kind of the opposite end of something I talk about a lot. So I'm always talking about, since since the first show, um, talking about uh, creating an equity in your home so that you can use that equity uh, to get you to that next step, next step in um, terms of buying a second house um, or, you know, using that equity to get you to even maybe the third house from your second house. So you always want to look, especially when you're buying your first home, you want to look at that first home and you want to see that it has some potential to grow you equity uh, because then you can use that with, um, uh, you know whatever your growth and in income is uh, to get your second home and that equity can really make a difference between what you can afford because the equity can actually grow your down payment and then as your income grows then you know what you can pre-qualify for in terms of financing will grow as well and you know growing that equity can happen in different ways Um, but you know one way is by putting in you know some sweat equity and updating a house uh, which there is a lot of potential out there especially in our area for houses um, to do that type of thing Uh, that's what I did with my house and you know I'm definitely happy uh, with it I think that you know I could probably uh, make a decent amount of money uh, if I went to sell my house right now especially you know looking at what's been selling around in the neighborhood um, it's more than you know I think that I ever thought it would be um, but that was definitely one of the goals as well um, so you know that's the one thing that I'm always kind of preaching and you know um, other ways that the equity can grow obviously is market value goes up um, too, or you pay down more um, but one way to use that equity is on the kind of the other end of your life uh, when you're looking to retire so and this is like especially true now because of the uh values increase that we've been seeing like over the past year year and a half i guess now um but what's happening is that and especially you know as you get older and you've been paying down that mortgage for so long um you get into your um, you know 50s 60s that older age when you're getting towards maybe to the end of your mortgage payoff or you've already paid off obviously you're you have a lot more equity. And then as market value goes up, you're increasing that equity even more. So to give you an example, you know, in the first quarter of this year, um, the overall equity for people who are 62 and older, um, grew by 2.7%, which, you know, may seem like a small percentage, but um, that's like an all-time high for that. And that's like some of the highest growth in equity um, That we've seen before so so really makes a big difference so now you know what's attributing to that is that you know home values also increased by 2.4% as well Um, so what's important about that is that now on the other side of things you know you know when you 62 and older you know maybe you're not looking to buy another house at that point in your life you probably have the house that you want to spend the rest of your life in, or, you know, even if you're looking to downsize, but you can take that equity and actually use that to help you with your retirement. Um, there is some risk in doing so. Um, but basically the way that you would do it is that you would do what's called a reverse mortgage. Um, and the reverse mortgage, the way that it works is that it doesn't get paid. So typically there's no monthly payment. Um, it doesn't get paid until the last borrower. So say your uh, husband and wife, partner, uh, whatever, husband and husband, wife and wife, whatever the case may be, um, but you and your partner are both, um, they both sign on the mortgage, right? So you're both borrowers. So say you pass away first or you know your partner passes away first, well, the payment's still not due until you both pass away um, either you both pass away or you leave the home or you sell the home. Um, that's not, so you don't pay anything on that mortgage until then. Now your payments still build up, your interest still builds up. Um, so you end up with typically, you know, a possibly large, um, payment at the end for, and if you both pass away, then Obviously, it's not a payment that um, you'd be doing, but it's a payment that you know would end up being uh, the responsibility of your heirs um, to close out your estate. Um, so that's really the risk there is depend is how much it's going to be, and whether you know there's something out there that's going to pay for it. So like, but in many times, you know, what's going to happen is that you know your heirs are going to have to sell the home in order to pay off. Um, that reverse mortgage loan. But the reverse mortgage loan helps you um, in that retirement phase because you can receive the money in a couple different ways. So you can either um, get it in just a lump sum, um, you can get a line of credit, or you can get like a fixed monthly payment out to you. Um, so it can really help you with retirement, especially uh, if you don't have much of a retirement plan or anything like that. And obviously, you know, pensions are, what is a pension at this point in life, right? So pensions don't really exist anymore. So, you know, it's really uh, another vehicle that you can use to help you plan your retirement. Um, And right now, you know, a lot of people are utilizing it because of the increase in value in homes. And that's like a good time that you want to look at something like that because that's really where you can get the most advantage of the equity. But the other risk of that is that, you know, if you end up taking out a large portion of your equity um, to help you, and then, you know, say, you know, values are up, but by the time you both uh, pass away, or, you know, if it's just you yourself passes away, um, if value has gone down, then there may be an issue trying to pay off that loan um, when it comes to, you know, your estate settling by either. Selling the house, or uh, whatever the case may be, um, so that's like another risk. Additionally, um, but really, I think it's an interesting thing, and it kind of emphasizes and um, underlines, you know, the whole importance of you know having, you don't necessarily need to go crazy about building equity, but the importance of being able to build some equity in your home. So increasing that value, um, that's always something that you know you can utilize to help you, um, financially, if you're, you know, in a bind or something like that, because if you think about it, you know, the equity, the equity is what you own. So, you know, just to reiterate, when you buy a home, say you do conventional, uh, you put down 20%, well, right off the bat, because you put down 20% cash, you own 20% of the house. And then as you pay down the principal, um, you start to get more, um, Ownership in the house until you totally pay off your mortgage. And you have a hundred percent Ownership of the house. So so really when you buy the house if you put 20% down you own 20% of the house and The lender whether it's the bank mortgage broker They own 80% of the house because that's their contingency on the loan um, so or their collateral on the loan um, sorry wrong word, but that's what you want to make sure is that you build that equity, so you increase that ownership, and then you can use that equity, you know, as a vehicle to help you with a lot of things. You know, people utilize the equity to help them start businesses. They utilize the equity to help them, you know, pay for uh, maybe a vacation home, or they use the equity to help them pay for uh, student loans. Um, all different types of things. You can even use the equity. You know, we we're talking about investing earlier. You can even use the equity. Um, to help you invest in another property, so there's a lot of um, things to do there, and you know you can use the equity too to to do improvements on the home too, um, or put an addition on something like that. There's all different types of things you can do. It um, the retirement uh, is just an example, but it is something that um, can help you out, um, especially when you know when we live uh, now, I guess, in an economy that can't necessarily support. Um, pensions as much anymore Um, but obviously as always you know when doing anything financially you want to make sure that you consult with a financial professional Um, you wouldn't want to rely solely on a reverse mortgage you know you definitely want to have it as an option in a mix of different things Um, so definitely something to think about um, and just kind of wanted to share that because it does underline the importance of building equity which i think is huge huge big key to real estate Um, So that's been it for the real estate deal this week. Thank you to our underwriters as always, Brad Zerbe of Gateway Mortgage Group and Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates. And we will be back next week with more real estate deal only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077 TheBronc.com.
1: That was this week's edition of The Real Estate Deal with Kevin Lawton on 1077 The Bronx. Your agent on the airwaves may be done for now, but you can catch this show and more on 1077thebronc.com under the Real Estate Deal tab. Kevin is on every Sunday at 10 a.m. talking about everything you need to know about the real estate market. The Real Estate Deal is underwritten by Brad Zerbe and MLS number 161236 at Gateway Mortgage Group. Mortgage plus technology makes your path to happiness of owning a home easy. And by Kevin Lawton, real estate agent with Coldwell Banker, Schiavone, and Associates. If you had a question about buying, selling, renting, or investing in a home, you can like Kevin Lawton on Facebook and follow him on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Kevin underscore Lawton. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Real Estate Deal, only on 1077 The Bronx.